Have you noticed how every business invitation you get these days has a little line on it that says, and an opportunity to network, either before or after the event? So I thought, hey, we should uh, have a think about networking. I've been on a couple of networking things myself recently. So I wanted to share some thoughts and ideas around networking online, in terms of LinkedIn, and offline, in terms of events, and that sort of thing. So that's what this episode is all about. Here's some top tips on networking for you. Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations, and win more sales pitches. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Hello, everybody. Uh, This is Trevor Lee. This is episode 85 (laughs) of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. The 100 is in sight. I'll be soon getting towards the nervous 90s. But thanks to you all, uh, this podcast is is going great guns. So uh, much appreciated. And if you have left a review recently, then that's great. If you haven't and you do like the podcast, that would be brilliant if you could leave a review and share the podcast with your your fellow business associates. So uh, there's a great term, isn't there? Have you heard this one? The more people you meet, the more business that you do. And that's really relevant, isn't it, when you're talking about networking and things like that, because networking's a big buzzword, isn't it? Everybody's going networking. But what sort of networking are you going to? And why are you going networking? Well, I suspect one of the real reasons we're going networking is that we still, although we live in this massively digital age, that people buy from people, don't they? It's other people who are hiring us in or making decisions about, you know, whether they want to work with us or we want to work with them. And, you know, it's that old thing. If you get to know somebody and they like you and they trust you, then that increases your chance of working with them. And I'm pretty sure that's still true to say today. But there are tons of opportunities to go networking, aren't there? There are local business events. There are client events. There are seminars. There are openings and closes and celebrations. And they're all, every time you go to something like this, there's always a, oh, let's go and do a bit of networking. But how good are you at networking? And what are the things that you need to look out for when you are networking? And what sort of networking events do you go to? I know some people who sign up to like networking clubs. and the, uh, But is there a danger that you're just meeting the same people? And is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? So let's explore in today's episode, you know, why you should even think about networking. And if you're not doing any networking, why, how you can create the time to do it as well. Right, let's get on with the show. My number one reason for going networking is that you never know who you might meet because chances are that, um, you know, not everybody's beating the door down in our offices these days, are they? And if you're like me and you work from home, then very rarely, if any, does anybody knock on your own door. So I have to go networking, as I'm sure you do, to get out there because you never know who else might be there because you might meet some of your clients. And that's great. You might meet some of your former clients and there's a chance in an informal situation maybe to have a conversation with them about returning to be a client. You might meet potential clients. You might meet people who can introduce you to potential clients, people who refer you, people who can influence the way it works for you. So there's lots of opportunity to, to, you know, to make things happen at networking. So why doesn't everybody go networking all of the time? Well, it's mainly because people say, well, I just haven't got the time to go networking. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. 
But is that really the case, or are you just not, you know, not really realizing the real value of going networking? So I go networking for three reasons. Firstly, it's because I want to learn something. Okay, now that may be a bit of a surprise to some of you as to a reason for going networking, but it is to learn because often there are speakers at networking events. And even if there isn't a speaker, just talking to other people, you can learn so much about how they're doing things. Chances are you you end up in a conversation or you sit next to somebody who's got a, who's had a similar experience to the one, you know, to solving a problem, the problem you're trying to solve. So my number one goal when I go networking is to learn something and to, you know, to come back and think, yeah, that's great. I'm so glad I met that person. That was really useful. The second reason is to connect with people, you know, meet people, start conversations with them get on their radar and maybe, you know, meet, send them, we'll talk about LinkedIn later, but, you know, maybe connect with them on LinkedIn afterwards and that sort of stuff. But just to meet new people, it's, you know, because the more people you meet, the more business that you do. And networking is designed, in a sense, to meet new people. And the third reason I go networking is to give myself some thinking time. Because I find if I'm at an event um, and there's a speaker on or there's something going on, I've just got time to myself sit there with my notebook, my pencil, and I'm making notes and I'm thinking about things. And I'm thinking what, you know, if the speaker's talking about a subject that I can relate to, and then I'm thinking, how could, how could I use that for my own business? How could I use that for benefit my client's business? So yeah, those are the three things for me, the networking mindset, I call it, the learn, the connect, and the think. But of course, if you're going to make networking successful, and you think, well, I haven't got time to do all that. I just haven't got the time. Well, there's always time. There's always things you can do differently in your schedule. A lot of people I find don't plan far enough in advance to go networking. They say, oh, there's an event on tomorrow. I can't possibly go. So plan it in advance. But word here to the wise, you know, I think sometimes people tend to book, you know, free networking events way in advance. And then they don't have the courtesy sometimes to then let the organizers know that they're not actually going to make it. Chances are, if I go to a free networking event, there's always about a third of the badges left on the table after the event started. People who the organizers had been told were coming and just don't bother to turn up. So don't do that. You know, don't don't uh, plan to go to a networking event and then either don't turn up or don't let the organizer know. But you can build networking around other meetings. Uh, I had a client in a particular town and there was a great networking event that used to start at 7.30 in the morning. So whenever I was going to see that client, maybe every six to eight weeks, I would book them in at 9.30 and go to the networking event at 7.30. That's how you can make networking work for you. If you've got to travel, you know, quite a long way just to go to a networking event and then come back to your office, that's not good use of time. So build it around other meetings. And also arrange to meet people at networking events or business events. That can work really well as well. So I often, if I'm going to an event, I get a list of the people who are going and 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 I contact a few of them and say, hey, it'd be great to meet up. So while you're there, so organize meetings. That particularly works if it's a business fair or an all day event, something like that. But essentially what I'm really saying is if you're going to go networking, you must have a plan. Because loads of people don't. They just turf up. They've no idea why they're there. They're just going because they've paid to be a member of something. 
or they just, or it's free. They don't really have a plan, and then they say, "Oh, networking doesn't work. It's rubbish. You know, a waste of my time." Well, it is if you don't plan to make it work. So here's a few, here's a few thoughts on how to plan to make networking work. Number one, find out who's going. And, you know, often organisers will distribute a list if they don't ask them for one. The worst they can say is, sorry, you can't have a list for GDPR or whatever it might be reasons. And then when you've got the list, look down the list and say, right, who do I want to meet? And that's where you can get in touch with people prior and say, hey, um, I realise we're both going to this event. Okay, you know, I'd love to meet up while we're there. So you kind of set your stall out. And then think about what the outcome is you want from the networking event. What do you want to get from it? Where do you want to you know, be at the end of the networking event? Who do you want to have met? What do you want to have learned? That sort of thing. And don't forget to plan your elevator pitch as well. Because again, lots of people just wing it when it comes to the elevator pitch. And you really want to make the most of the opportunity, you know, either when someone comes up to you and says, ah, so Trevor, what do you do? Or some networking events, if you're, you know, you've sat around a table, there might be eight or ten of you waiting for your breakfast to arrive. And uh, there's somebody on the table going, right, we've all got a minute to tell each other about everything about ourselves. So think about how you're going to do your elevator pitch to stand out, because it's very predictable how the vast, vast majority of people explain themselves. And what they tend to do is they tend to say, well, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm a job title for company I work for. We list of products and services that company actually uh, distributes or offers. And by the time you've heard the 17th person say that, it's a bit boring. And that's why I don't go to networking events where there are hundreds of people and they all get one minute to say. And it takes two hours to go around them all because most people get carried away and elaborate more. Or and, and everybody says the same thing. So think about how you're going to be different. So, you know, some of the things I might say is when people say, so what do you do? I say, well, my task is simple. I help people, businesses like yours, da, 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 da. So, you know, try and work out a bit more of a creative message. Don't make it sound as though it's scripted and don't get a script out your pocket either. Um, one of my favorite ways of doing this round the table bit is that um, I've got a little branded pencil and notepad and I'll take that with me. And when it's my turn, I start off by saying, ladies and gentlemen, I've brought you all a really valuable gift this morning. I knew there were going to be eight of us on this table. So I've got for each of you and I hand them out. And I say, this is the most important piece of equipment that you're going to need today, because hopefully you will pick up ideas. That's why you're here, I imagine. It's why I'm here. And therefore, very quickly, you can write them down. By the time you've opened up your phone and you've faffed around with your thumbs and you've got something spelt wrong and all that nonsense, you've missed the next point. Whereas you can, you know, for me, I can scribble a note and write it down very quickly. And then I explain a little bit about what I do after that. So think about how you might, you know, take something along that's different, a little gift. And I get great feedback from those notepads and pencils. Um, it's been a really tremendous tool. So it's just a bit of creative thinking and planning before you go to the networking event. OK, so uh, let me share with you some of my, what I might call my networking rules. So, number one, arrive early. 
you know, if you go into a networking event, don't turn up a couple of minutes before the whole thing, you know, is or the or the, or the breakfast is due to start. Get there early. It gives you a chance to then pick who you want to talk to. And it also means you get more time to talk to people. I had a great example of this recently. I went to a networking event at a local university run by the business school there. And I knew the fellow who was organising it. So I thought, well, the best chance of me getting to say hello to him is if I get there early because everybody's going to want to talk to him. And that's exactly what happened. I was the first person to arrive. (laughs) Um, So I had a few minutes with him and then he introduced me to his colleague. And well, long story is that by being introduced to his colleague, um, he introduced me as someone who can help people with their presentations. And his colleague said, well, funnily enough, Trevor, we've got a session lined up in the early in the new year for our students on presentation skills. We've got no one to deliver that session at the moment. Anyway, the long and short of it was within 24 hours, we'd agreed, uh, we'd agreed that how it's going to work. They'd signed it off and booked it in. Now, that <laughs> that's the supreme end result of networking, isn't it? If I hadn't gone to that event, I wouldn't have got that introduction. I wouldn't be doing the work. And who knows where that might lead afterwards. So, you know, arrive early because that's the best place to create an opportunity. I used to know a guy, oh, I still know him actually, um, and he used to do a lot of networking and he had a, a delivery system and uh, and a deliver- courier business. And he used to arrive early deliberately so he could park in the best parking spot, the one closest to the entrance of the networking event. And he'd make sure he cleaned his van. And so everybody who arrived at the networking event had to walk past his very clean van. So if you've got a branded vehicle, that's another good reason for arriving early. Get yourself a prime parking spot where everyone can see your van. Every, you know, it's all these little things. If you go in, if, right, rule number two is split up. <laughs> now, this really only applies, obviously, if you go in, uh, there's more than one of you from the same company. But it's extraordinary how many people from the same company go to a networking event and then they stick to each other. So they sit next to each other even. Oh, what, what's the point of that? You know who that person is. It cuts down your networking opportunities. So if there's more than one of you going, you've got to split up. You've got to go out there and meet new people. Don't hang around together. What's the? There's no point in doing that. Number three is you need to move on from conversations because you've got a limited amount of time in a networking environment to have conversations, particularly, of course, when you're sort of stood up. If you're sat next to somebody for, you know, while the speakers are on, well, you're kind of stuck, aren't you? You can't really move around. But when you're waiting for all that to happen and you're mingling, then there's a danger that someone will latch on to you and just want to talk to you. And you think, oh, you know, I don't really need this conversation. I know this person and I need to move on. So you have to be prepared to move on. So two little top tricks for doing that. Number one is bring somebody else into the conversation. This is my favorite one. So I'm thinking, right, I've got to move on. I've got to move on. I spot somebody. I go, oh, Susan, come and join us. You know, uh, Frank, do you know Susan? And while they're doing the introductions, I've legged it. And the other one is just to be upfront about it and say, look, Frank, great to meet you. Great to see you and talk to you. But I'm sure like me, you want to meet lots of other people here. So um, great to see you. But I'm going to go and have a chat with Joe over there now. So that's another way of doing that as well. And then don't forget, if you do meet people, to follow up. Because following up is really important. You know, it was great to meet you. And this is a way you can use LinkedIn, if you like, to connect with people. So uh, follow up, uh, send them a text, send them a LinkedIn connection, but make it personal, as we'll see in a minute. Just do something interesting that, that, you know, keeps you there. Don't send them a sales pitch and all your brochures, all right? Because this is the start of the conversation. It's the first step in the sales process. 
But if you meet, you know, do follow up and do it straight away. Don't wait a day or a week or a month because they'll have forgotten you and they'll have been to other events and all that. So follow up as soon as you can. And my other top tip, particularly if you're going, uh, or, you know, you're working for somebody else, you're going under the corporate banner, so to speak, is go along and think like an entrepreneur. Because, you know, I, I, I'm running my own business, so therefore I have to think like an entrepreneur. So I'm always looking out for opportunities. And there will be an opportunity waiting to happen. you just got to go and find it. So there's a few thoughts about networking. I hope that's been useful. Um, and just quickly to finish this podcast, um, just a little bit, uh, people say about LinkedIn as a networking thing as well. So, yeah, it is true. You know, LinkedIn can be a great networking thing. A, you can find out about people before you meet them. So you see them on the list. You can look them up. And people often say that one of the best ways of connecting or getting on the radar on LinkedIn is to just look at somebody's profile. And they may, you know, if they're depending on what scheme they're on, they may well realize that you're looking at their profile. And then they'll say, who's that Trevor Lee looking at my profile? And then they'll they kind of look at your profile. But if you're going to use LinkedIn as a networking tool, then the first thing you make sure is that you've got a decent profile on LinkedIn. So for me, there's three key parts to that. Number one is a good head and shoulders picture, which is obviously you. Okay, now you think, well, that's that is obvious, but you know, you get people on LinkedIn with you know a picture of them and their mate, and so which one's you? And then use that background image. Most people don't bother with that. You know where all the stars are. He looks like a planet, you know, a star sign thing on the planet, planet of the sky. Use that. So put something on there, something that's relevant to you and your business, and not necessarily your logo or your brochure, but something interesting, maybe a bit, some piece of work you've done or a very interesting looking product or you in action or whatever it is. And then also under your name, you've got what's called your headline. I think you've got 120 characters to put that in there. So make sure your professional headline is good. And you don't need in your professional headline to put your job title and who you work for, because that's already a little bit further down as well. So talk in terms of what you bring to the table, your expertise, why I should be interested in, you know, working with you, those sort of things. So that's that's a, you know, if you just did that, if most people did that on LinkedIn, that would make a big difference. The second thing is when you're connecting with people and, you know, how many invitations do you get on LinkedIn? I certainly get 99% of them are totally impersonal. It's just someone's pressed the button and it's and that means the statutory message. Oh, hello, Trevor. I'd like to join your LinkedIn network or whatever that, sta- you know, that standard message is. And I think, well, they're not really serious about this, are they? You know, um, so send a personalized message. It's very easy to do. You can do it on any device. All you've got to do is take a little bit more time than pressing the connect button. And it's the same also if you, you know, you know, people getting congratulations is another great way of connecting and starting a conversation with people and networking with them on LinkedIn. If you're using LinkedIn, you'll see that you get a flurry of, you know, messages, you know, congratulate Frank, who's been with the company for five years or whatever. And it's very easy. You can just press the button that says, say congrats. And then you get a one word message, congrats. And you think, oh, God, you know, it's a bit like Christmas cards. What's the point of sending a Christmas card if all you do is put the name of the person and your name? You know, surely let's personalize it. Let's make it as though we, you know, we care about this person and we want to send them something a bit personal, a bit of a message. There's a bit of a high horse to bang on about. So send a personalized congratulations message as well. You will get noticed because no one else will do it. And chances are, if anyone's going to respond to that, they'll respond to you because and then you've got a conversation going and then, well, you never know, that could lead anywhere for business wise, couldn't it? 
So if you're going to use LinkedIn, then comment on things, post your own little short three or four liners, maybe occasionally put a longer article up there, a video clip. Video clips are really powerful on LinkedIn. Everybody looks at video, don't they? You can easily do it on your phone. Just you know, just do a little 30-second clip sharing a bit of information, sharing a top tip of the day, whatever it might be. And you can put photos on there as well. So there we go. I hope that's been useful. If you go networking, you know, in the next few weeks, because you were coming up to Christmas, Christmas is a good opportunity to go networking, lots of Christmas events going on. So just follow those rules that I laid out in this podcast and make sure that you make the opportunity, you know, worthwhile going networking. And if you say to yourself, I haven't got time to go networking, then really, really examine what that time, you know, why you're saying that and think about all the time you're spending you know, in your office, being distracted when you could be out potentially meeting a new client. So there we go. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you very much for listening. Um, And there'll be another one next week. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organization needs to transform its sales activity and re-energize its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.